It feels like the Chargers need another good defensive performance to take down the Rams on Sunday, and they could be getting Joey Bosa back just in time to do it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And David, we got great news because Joey Bosa has been designated to return from injured reserve and could potentially be back this week. And I think the Chargers are going to need him because the Rams defense has been heating up. And I think that the Chargers defense needs to show up again on Sunday against an offense that just put up 51 against the Denver Broncos last week. And having Joey Bosa going along with this pass rushing unit for the Chargers that's already been heating up, I think is definitely going to help. And then for the Chargers offense, they're going up against a good defense, at least of lately, right? Going up against some bad offenses, maybe. But they need to figure some things out. Maybe get Justin Herbert some touchdowns, right? Maybe the offensive line, it's time to, for them to step up. Maybe we're making too much excuses for them. But we need to see some things offensively for the Chargers to get the job done. And we'll get into our bold in-game predictions at the end of the show. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. David, we are talking about Joey Bosa for the first time and seemingly forever. Obviously, Hallelujah. it's something that took longer than expected, right? Longer than the original yes. timetable. But because of that, maybe seems like it could be a situation where he's ready to come back sooner, even though he technically has three weeks to be activated from injured reserve now that that window has been opened. We've seen Josh Kelly get activated as soon as basically he got brought back and that window opened up. And Donna Parham, they waited an extra week. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do here with Joey Bosa. He seems ready to go. And I think they're going to need him, David, because I think one of the things that's going to be a huge key for the Chargers defense in this one is heating things up on Baker Mayfield. And I also think that getting pressure like the Chargers have recently has been a lot of their success and why you've seen them be really a lot better lately in the last three games. This could be a huge step for the Chargers and a huge key to them winning this game. It's so much easier to be a connected defense when you're marrying your pass rush with your coverage because yeah. it just makes things so much easier on both parties. When you know you got tight coverage in the back end, you can get after the quarterback and do your thing and try to tear his, you know, tear his head off and try to get him on the ground. And obviously when you know you have a ferocious pass rush like the Chargers have really been unleashing and deploying lately, you know the coverage is going to have some opportunities to get their hands on some footballs and get some interceptions. So, I mean, the, the, the chargers are really playing great complimentary defense and adding a guy like Joey Bosa, who is really equally as good against the, the run and as an amazing pass rusher, as we all know, and especially for Baker Mayfield. I mean, for, for Baker Mayfield, especially with the Rams, he's done a great job on under pressure. I mean, 20 of 23, 208 yards and two touchdowns, uh, when he's being blitzed, let me be let me be clear. When he is under pressure, though, he's only completing about fifty percent of his passes. So you got, the Chargers need to really try to get pressure with four. You don't really want to get in his face 
uh, unless you're in those really uh, favorable down and distance third and long situations. But yes, the pass rush obviously is only going to get better when you have to worry about Joey Bosa and Morgan Fox and Chris Rumpf and Khalil Mack all coming after the quarterback. Well, what you want to see is you want to see the Chargers do to Baker Mayfield what they did to, you know, Nick Foles last week, oh, yeah. three interceptions. What you did to Ryan Tannehill the week before an interception in the game where they held the Titans to 14 points, and most of that was on the back of Derrick Henry. The week yeah. before that, they totally outclassed Tua Tagovailoa, right? Well yeah. less than 50% completion percentage for these quarterbacks over the last three games against this Chargers defense. And it's just so interesting to see what Joey Bose is going to be able to do next to you, a heating up Morgan Fox. A heating yeah. up Kyle Van Noy. Oh, yeah. Khalil Mack, who just had his first sack since week 10, and he had to play all of those games without Joey Bosa, right? Now teams are put in a bad situation against this Chargers defensive line, and we get to see, hopefully, right, what they're able to do. But they also have to be able to do it without him, too, right? Because yeah. there is still the op, you know, possibility <laughs> that they he could not come back this week, and we have to yeah. kind of be open to that as well. And there's other things you can do against this Rams defense that I think you have to do if you've been watching them and what – you have to try to take away what they like to do. One of those things, David, pay special attention to the tight ends because that is something that they went to over and over again in the last game when they put up that 51 points. Yeah, they definitely did. And I mean, it was very obvious and clear if you watch those two games, well, especially the last game, Baker Mayfield was looking for the tight end a lot early and often 12 for 151 and two touchdowns to the tight ends, including Nine for 94 for Tyler Higby, who yeah. really, really had a big game in that one. But yeah, he's definitely one of uh, the weapons that, that he is trying to utilize the most, the tight end. They're, I mean, overall, he's trying to get the ball out quickly. He does not hold on to the ball a lot. They That offense is very simplistic. And I think really it's all based off of what they do on the ground, Daniel. I mean, the, the yeah. running game is really, really important. When they have Cam Akers healthy and available like he's going to get the rock a lot and I mean they're really really trying to impose their will they did that against the Broncos I mean they ran it straight down their throat it just seemed like it was handoff after handoff after handoff and then a play action but the the running game sets up everything they want to do on their offense so if the Chargers continue to do what they have done lately which is be great on first and second down stopping the run and getting into those great favorable down and distance situations, then they're going to continue to have success getting off the field on third downs. Yeah. And it's been better. It hasn't been great, but it's been better. And you'll yeah. take better for the Chargers, defense, Definitely. especially against the run. But you're right. I mean, they love to run play action. They love to get, I mean, they're basically doing what they were able to do with Jared Goff, right? I mean, let's yeah. not forget that they were able to run this offense a more talented at the skill position offense, right? Oh, with yeah. Jared Goff at quarterback when they had a good running game with Todd Gurley. It yeah. may it was the straw that stirred the drink, right? Everything oh, yeah. was based on the running game. You know when play action's not effective? When you're in third and ten, right? Yeah. Because nobody's exactly. buying that you're actually running. But yes, right. when you are able to run the ball effectively, if you can get the line moving one direction and leak the tight ends out the other way, it's going to work. And Baker Mayfield, it's not like that's the first time he's been able to go off against the Chargers with tight ends, right? Think about last year, 2021 against the Cleveland Browns. Do I have to? David Njoku, right? Seven catches, 149 yards and a touchdown Ugh. when the Baker Mayfield played the Chargers in 2021 with this Brandon Staley defense. Obviously, a much different looking defense at that sure. point. But... 65.7% of Baker Mayfield's passing yards went to two dudes last week. If that's not such an obvious key, I don't know what else is because that's obviously yeah. what they're trying to do, and they're going to do it over and over again if you let them. But the Chargers' run defense is a huge part of it because, if, right. I mean, the Rams ran it 36 times last week in a win. You want yep. to know how many times they ran it in the loss against the Packers? 
17 times, right? That's yep. what the game plan is. You can get him out of it with game flow. And if you're able to put Baker Mayfield in a bunch of third and 10 situations, yeah, he'll be heroic and get one every once in a while. But that's not where the Rams want to be because it takes away all of the mystique of Sean McVay's offense. It takes away all of the disguise. And yeah. if the Chargers can do to Baker what they did to Ryan Tannehill, what they did to Tua, right? What they did to Nick Foles, turnovers, four interceptions over the last two games, the Chargers are going to win this game. And they're going to have a really good defensive game. And they should do it by being able to get the pressure, by forcing up those bad throws, and obviously getting a huge boon to your run defense potentially with Joey Bosa on the field. Derwin James, on the other hand, that one's a little tough, David. I mean, I, none of us expect him to play. He is already back in practice in a limited capacity, so that's going to be an interesting to watch going forward because we both said, hey, even if he does clear it, we'd be happy with him just sitting out another day if he did have a concussion last week. No chance in trying to push it. You don't want to let a superstar player like that, the leader of your defense, get two concussions potentially, right? Because we don't know everything's kind of shrouded in the concussion protocol that close together, especially since you have a playoff trip coming up. Anyways, it's though. Locked up, baby. Yeah, and like, obviously, you need that dude for the playoffs. And oh, yeah. And the thought of just getting him and Joey Bosa back on the field is not something you need to rush, but something we can't wait to see. But it brings just such a big smile to my face. Danny. It's been so long, man. I mean, it, what week three was the last time we saw those two dudes on the field at the same time together. Two feels like know. years ago. It does. It feels like a totally different season for sure. <laughs> but the Chargers defense, I think, has the easier matchup in this one because the Rams defense has been getting pretty hot and the Chargers offense against bad defenses has not been so hot lately. So we're going to talk about how they could potentially switch things up and how to find some success against this heating up Rams defense coming up after this. But first, I do have an important message for you guys. And my important message is about something that you don't really think about very often. Did you guys know that driving high is actually considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI and DUIs suck. If you think law enforcement can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Everyone can tell when someone's high. That's a very, very obvious thing. Your parents can tell. It's, it's You're not going to be able to hide it. What makes you think law enforcement officers won't be able to tell what everyone else around you can tell? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive, you're not when you're high. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Let's get to the Chargers offense. As much maligned Chargers offense I feel like we can't stop talking about lately because it's obviously the underwhelming unit because the defense has been spectacular over the yeah. last three weeks. And we're going into this game, David, saying, hey, we need the defense to do it again because that's the Chargers' best chance to win games at this point until I think we see some you know good things coming from this Chargers offense. So where do you want to start things off, David, with the Chargers going up you know, against a defense that has been You've gotten really pedestrian games from Russell Wilson, three interceptions, right? Aaron Rodgers, one touchdown, one interception. They've been hot lately. Where do you want to start for what the Chargers need to do to find some success? Yeah, for me, it starts with getting Justin Herbert on the move. I mean, I feel like it has to be a part of every single offensive drive that the Chargers have in this next football game. They need to get him on the rollouts. They need to get him on the play actions. They need to, I mean, even the RPOs. I, I really want to see the RPO game with Justin Herbert. It's effective. I mean, it works yeah. li literally almost every single time that they deploy. We never see it anymore. We That's never wild. see it anymore. And, I mean, he's healthy now. Like, there's no more excuse. It's obvious that he's feeling better, okay? They, they need to put that back in the game plan. I mean, hey, even if you have him run a couple of times, it's probably not 
you know, a, a horrible idea. Yeah, you're talking about read option though, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. read. Yes, read option, but also, R- I mean, I am talking well, about RPO, but I want to see yeah, both. RPO, I mean, you're yeah. either handing off to the running back or throwing it to the receiver. Justin right. Herbert's staying safe either way. You can run no, that yeah. whenever you want. But yeah, I mean, he could definitely keep one on a bootleg and just take it with him on a read option play and nobody would see it coming because they'd never do it. Exactly. That's what I want to see because that's what Justin Herbert is capable of doing. That athleticism, it just seems like it's not being tapped into. And no. I feel like they need to utilize that and make make sure that, you know, they get that cooking and, and ready to go as they head into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, for me, maybe get him some touchdowns. Get Justin Please. Herbert some touchdowns, right? Zero Please. touchdowns in the last two games. He has two touchdowns in the last four games. And I think a lot of it comes with figuring out some of the red zone issues because yeah. I, I get it. You're running it better in the red zone now, but the offense just can't be run, run, throw it short of the end zone on third yeah. down. <laughs> it's terrible. We saw it happen again last week. We I've seen can't let's crumple it up, throw right, it away, light it on down fire. one where you didn't throw it into the end zone once and it ends on a DeAndre Carter flare out to the flat where, I mean, he gets stopped short because that's exactly what you'd expect to happen on that play. That's a lot of it, too. But the weapons are back now, right? Yeah. And the Rams, even though they have been better as a whole, when they were playing better quarterbacks, they were kind of getting shredded. Geno Smith went for 360 against him. Patrick Mahomes went for 320 against him. Andy Dalton went 21 of 25 with three touchdowns against this Rams defense. So it's not like this is impervious, right? They've had three three good games against Russell Wilson, against Aaron Rodgers, and they still lost that game 24 to 12. And then the game before that was Derek Carr totally imploding, and Derek Carr just got benched. So it's hard to kind of tell with this this Rams defense because, yes, they've been a lot better, but how much is that the bad teams they're playing? Because we know how bad the rate of the you know Broncos offense was last week. It was so bad it got their coach fired. So like, yeah, one of the <laughs> two of the bad offenses they've gone against. One of them, their coach got fired, Nathaniel Hackett, and the other one, their quarterback got benched in Derek Carr. That's the two out of the three offenses they've gone against in the last three weeks, right? So it's hard to kind of say how much water that holds. At the same time. The Chargers offense has been bad against bad defenses, right? They couldn't get yeah. things going against the Titans, who had a terrible pass defense in that game. Against the Colts last week, it took them forever to find that separation. And I think when you have games like this against good defenses, you need that special guy to go make a play. And for me, in this Chargers offense, that's Mike Williams. And I want to see him I get agree. Mike Williams more involved. He only has 11 red zone targets this year in 11 games. Not enough. Austin Eckler has 24. Austin Eckler has played in more games, right? Yeah. That's a substantial difference. Because when you're throwing it to Austin Eckler, it means you're throwing it short of the end zone you're throwing yeah. it behind the sticks a lot of times that's right. super frustrating get mike williams more involved in the end zone if you need to spark you go to mike williams to make it happen and get him more yak opportunities because we saw last week he can thrive in that situation absolutely man he's a playmaker mike williams is a guy you just put the ball in his hands and however you can give it to him he's gonna make a play like he's pretty physical like i mean he he, he can take some hits he can keep moving and he's pretty nimble in the open field we've seen it you know given those opportunities for him to go out there and and be an athlete like he absolutely is one and the chargers need to utilize that a whole lot more especially in the red zone also the recipe i want to see is mike williams on early downs and keenan allen on the later downs keenan allen is money i mean you can't stop him on third third and fourth down he's just automatic and mike Um, williams might more might draw more of jalen ramsey especially right if they're putting mike williams outside and jalen ramsey outside they're putting keenan allen in the slot it could be more jalen ramsey on mike williams which jalen ramsey's been up and down this year but still 
Yeah, I mean, hey, Jalen Ramsey's still good, although he has given up, uh, I believe, seven touchdowns this season. So, yeah, I mean, he, but I mean, his reception percentage allowed is still about sixty-four percent. Better so, recently, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, hey, he's still good. You know, you know, he got that giant contract f- for a reason. I mean, he is an alpha dog. Um, he's definitely not a guy you want to try too many times. But, but I mean, it's I not the same level of fear that you. Used yeah, to have, yeah. I'm, right? It's not I mean, Rebus Island here. Like, let's not get it twisted. I mean, right. I still want to try him a couple of times. I mean, throw it up to Mike Will and, and see what he does. When eight catches the last two weeks just isn't enough, David. Like he's just yeah. too good of an offensive player to have that few catches in back to back weeks. Like get him absolutely. More well, I mean, you see what the Chargers' offense looks like when Mike Williams is featured. I mean, it's it feels explosive. Like when he's targeted good things happen. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it has to be a part of the game plan. And hey, this is the time right now with these last two games. Obviously, you want to win these last two games, but you need to find your offensive rhythm, your offensive identity. It has to happen. You want to be humming, firing on all cylinders. We have not seen a complete offensive performance or anything close to it this entire season. Okay, I would love to see it heading into when it's one and done type of football games. Also, the Chargers should run the football. Okay, I mean, and I want to see. Some Josh Kelly in this one, a lot. I want to see him get a ton of, of carries in this game, especially with Austin Eckler kind of limited with that ankle injury. He he has been trying to take – you got to take care of that guy. You want Austin yeah. Eckler to be at his best when the playoffs are running around. But the Packers ran it for 138 yards, okay? And it really helped Aaron Rodgers set up those intermediate shots. Um, so if the Chargers are running the football well, they can really set up that play action. And also they can lean on him and, and, and really, really just grind down the game I want to see it in this one. Yeah, and the Rams are weird in that way, too, because, I mean, for the season, right, they have the fourth best yards per carry allowed this year. They only allow four yards per carry, right? On the season, they've allowed the sixth fewest rushing yards overall. But they don't have Aaron Aaron Donald in this game, right? Probably not, potentially not going to have Greg Gaines. He probably will. He might be back. But either way, you're not facing that dude, right? The dude who scares you the most in the middle of that line is not going to be out there. So, that's going to be huge for the Chargers and trying to establish a running game. They can still stop the run at times, but yeah, you don't want to totally abandon it, and you also don't just want to run your head into a wall trying to do it. I think right. what the Chargers need to do offensively to kind of help them get in better sync has to start with the offensive line to me, and I think it also has to start with being more efficient on early downs so that you can help out your offensive line because the Chargers yeah. have allowed 25 sacks over the last six games. They've allowed 37% of Justin Herbert's dropbacks to be under pressure this season, which is sixth worst in the league which is not good i shouldn't have to tell you and you can do that with some of the things we talked about rpos pocket movements and staying out of those obvious passing down situations because the rams don't have an elite pass rush you can make most pass rushes look elite if you're putting yourself in third and long situations where it's obvious to everyone what you're going to do one of the things that's hurt the chargers is the efficiency on early downs they rank 23rd and first down efficiency which means they're not good bottom third of the league they rank 27th in second down efficiency they're terrible on these early downs, and I think the biggest part of it is is because when things go right for them on first and second down, they're getting a seven-yard out and going to second and three. Unfortunately, the Chargers are the worst team in the NFL in second and thirds to sixes, but the Chargers want to live there, and they want to yeah. live on third downs, and it's the reason they've had more third downs than anybody else in the entire NFL this season because they live for it. The problem is they're not actually good when they put themselves in those situations. Actually, when they get way backed up, they actually throw it down the field because they have to, even when they have penalties and things like that. They're better on second and long somehow and second and 10 plus. doesn't make any sense, but a lot of it is just 
Stop living for third downs. Face less third downs. Go How about stay away from third down altogether? How, how about we get first downs on first and second down? How about that? The crazy that? thing I mean, is, is crazy they're, top content, in, they're, they're top 10 in the league in throwing on first down. So it's not like they're just running it and just bashing their head in the wall. The problem is, is it's all low gain stuff that they're getting, right? Like when they, Take do, some shots. Throw, Let's when go. they do throw on first down, they're throwing seven yard passes and they're trying to set themselves up for a better second down instead of just trying to keep themselves. No more stick routes, Joe. Yeah. Well, another thing is it just limits everything, right? Because you don't have yak guys. So the seven yard pass is not going to turn into a 50 yard touchdown ever because you just don't have those dudes on your roster. And the other thing is too, is it seemed like a staple of this offense was once the chargers got past the opponent's 35 yard line, they were taking a shot up the sideline to Mike Williams in the end zone and trying to score from outside of the red zone. And it's just not happening. It's just not happening. Needs to happen more. Starts with the offensive line, though, because it's yes. time for rookies to step up. Jamari Sawyer, I know it's a bad spot you're in. Got to step up. Zion Johnson, I know it's up and down rookie season. You got to step up. These games are important. This line has to come together if the Chargers want to get things going. Headed into the playoffs. Easier said than done. And they're probably still going to make us sweat a little bit if we know anything. So if you want to hear what we think is going to happen in this game, some guys or things we think could happen in a very bold way, Make sure you stick around because coming up next, we're getting into our offensive and defensive bowl predictions and our game predictions for this one. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all sporting sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, pro football to college bowl season to basketball season. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Right now, BetOnline has the Chargers as Six and a half point favorites against the Rams seems about right to me. The over under is 42 and a half points. So they think it's going to be somewhat low scoring in this one. But the nice thing about bet online, there's so many other things to bet on as well. You can bet on anything from which team will score first, whether it be overtime or how many first downs there will be. You can bet on anything. You can even change your fortunes mid game with live in game betting. If you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at bet online because they have everything that you need for your betting needs. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info. All you guys have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, David, neither one of us gave a prediction yesterday because we couldn't hook up with the Lockdown Rams for the crossover episode, but that means nobody knows who we think is going to win in this game. So let's get into our bold predictions first, and let's start on the offensive side of things here, where it's going to be a little bit tougher. It's a little tougher to kind of see where the big game is going to come from on offense in this one. So who are you going to go with? Yeah, so my offensive bowl prediction in this one is going towards Don- Donald Parham Jr. I think Donald Parham Jr., this is the time of the season oh, like year that, where they can really start to target him more and really get him revved up for you know the playoffs. I, I want to see him get a heavy workload in this one. I want to see him get some major snaps. So I don't think he's going to. So I'm going five for 82 and a touchdown for Donald Parham Jr. I like that. I mean, it it would be great for this Chargers offense if that happens, right? I think yeah. I'd have a lot more faith in the Chargers offense. If we could see them get, you know, have the tight ends really be a weapon for this offense. And whether it's Gerald Everett, right, or Donald Parham, it just doesn't seem like it's consistently a good enough weapon for this yeah. Chargers offense. It doesn't seem like they're getting enough out of that position yeah. uh, offensively. But I like that. And, and I w- I'm going to go with the guy I talked up a little bit. I'm going back to... When I say guys go off, maybe they'll go off. And I'm going with Mike Williams, who, like I said, could draw Jalen Ramsey in this game. Could draw a couple of big pass interferences in this one, too. I mean, obviously works just as well as a 40-yard pass, 40-yard oh, yeah. pass interference as well. I have Mike going for seven catches, 117 yards and two touchdowns, and one-upping his game against 
the Miami Dolphins in which he had six for 116 and a touchdown. And I think in that game, that was the last time the Chargers offense moved the ball well. They went two of six in the red zone, and it was terrible there. But that was the last time they were moving the ball up and down the field. Mike Williams was more involved, so that's who I'm going with this week. Let's go defensively, David, this week, going with some of my shout-out to me. Defensive bowl prediction coming hey, true hey. last week. We almost had a couple of bowl predictions well come true last week. Where are you going this week for your bowl prediction? Yeah, so I'm going with a linebacker who has played extremely well this year. Uh, a guy that has really kind of showed up all over the stat sheet. That Drew is Tranquil. Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil, absolutely. I'm going big game for Drew. I'm I'm, I'm going to say 12 tackles, two for loss, a sack, and an interception in this one. I think you're going to see Drew, Drew Tranquil all over the field. Yeah, Drew Tranquil has played well. It's it's his Kazir White year, right, where you're yeah. actually seeing it kind of all come together for him. Different Definitely. kind of players, but he has been a much better blitzer than Kazir White was. Yeah. That is something that's really, really shown in his game this Off year. Is he, he Not only does he get sacks, but, like, when he goes, he makes an impact, right? Whether oh, yeah. that's a pressure, whether that's pushing the pocket. It seems like when he blitzes, good things happen for the Chargers. He's not just running into dudes to run into yeah, dudes. He's got a Speaking plan. of running into dudes to run into dudes, even Kenneth Murray has been better as a blitzer. Like yes, he year, has. Right? There's just been less of that from the Chargers as a team. But Drew Tranquil, I think, has been awesome so far this year. I could definitely see that happening. I mean, and that doesn't even seem that outlandish because that's just how well he's been playing, right? But I'll go with one of the unsung heroes from this Chargers defense. I'm going with Alohi Gilman because hey. maybe my favorite defensive play from last week was Alohi Gilman jumping over the pile on the quarterback sneak of Nick Foles, grabbing onto his jersey and actually pulling him backwards to stop him Channeling from trying his to lean inner over. Troy Polamalu, baby. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome seeing him and Braden Fehoko on that play, right? Just willing yeah. the Chargers to an extent on that fourth down stop. Absolutely. I mean, that was fourth and inches, inches. Like, yeah. they didn't need anything. That's such a hard play to stop the QB sneak. <sighs> a lot of players will tell you it's the hardest play. Especially when they can push stop. the quarterback, in, you know, across the line. It's, it's almost especially impossible. When, yeah, especially when you're going up against another, like, Justin Herbert-sized quarterback. Nick Foles is a giant, too, right? Yeah. That's not yeah. a not an easy guy, and he's, you know, behind Quentin Nelson pushing for him. So, I mean, Brayden Fehoko didn't give up an inch on that play, and Alohi Gilman made sure he didn't get any more than an inch on that play. But I have Alohi Gilman in this one going for 10 tackles because he's been all over the field, and we don't know about Derwin James. One forced fumble, and hopefully it doesn't get picked up for a 50-yard touchdown like his last forced fumble, right, with Tyreek Hill. And one interception in this one. So, I think he he could have a nice all-around game in this one. The one thing we have seen from him – he has instincts, man. I oh, mean, yeah. that's one thing you can't teach. He has he has toughness and he has instincts, right? He well, might he's go truly big. gotten better. Like he's yes. truly gotten better this year. Like it's tangible. You can he's see it. He's reined it in a little bit for sure. But yeah. he, he doesn't have as many wild missed tackles because the thing is he's an undersized player, right? Yeah. For that position. I mean, he's yeah, not he a big dude. So you can't just be kind of flopping around like you have to be able to wrap yeah, up you gotta be technically sound tackle. you know you gotta be technically but, i mean sound. like think about the play against tyree kill against the dolphins right he turns up with tyree kill as he's going downfield only gilman did not have a fast 40 time i'll let you no. know right and he no. stood, stayed right That's with super him impressive got the pass breakup right also got a forced fumble in that game i mean he has the instincts it doesn't you know wouldn't surprise me at all to see him jump in front of something this week or poke a ball yeah. out and i think Definitely. he can do both and if he's been one of the real surprises in the absence of derwin james but Time to put your money where your mouth is, David. The Chargers are hot. Winners of three in a row. The Rams obviously had their best offensive performance last week with Baker Mayfield, putting up 51 against a pretty good Broncos defense, right? I mean, that's a defense that's pretty good for most of the year. But obviously, you know, Russell Wilson, three picks and all that stuff is going to hurt it. 
Either way, David, it's a weird game. It's the battle for LA as they seem. Probably a game that should have a lot more excitement, but considering where the Ram season is at at this point, it's not really caring as much. So even though they won the Super Bowl last year, we get to say, hey, the Chargers get to show everyone that they're the best team in Los Angeles right now. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, so for, for this one, Daniel, I think you know just the way that the the defense has been playing. I mean, it's it's been phenomenal to watch. I mean, they've been taking away the football. They've been getting off the field on third downs. They've been getting after the passer. Like everything that you want them to do, they have really been doing all of it at a high level. They are really peaking at the right time. And I think that's the reason why I have a lot of confidence in the way this game is going to go for the Chargers. I, I just see them steady on that upward trajectory, and I think that's going to continue in this game. I think the Chargers are going to get the W here. I'm going to go 24-17 to 17 Chargers win. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. Uh, I mean, you, you have the uh, close to the bet online going over. I have it going over in this one. I have Chargers 27, Rams 21 in this one. I think the Rams when they do get close, we'll be able to put it in the end zone because the Chargers red zone defense has not been a strength of theirs. And I mean, the Rams have at least been able to run the football, which is a huge strength down in that area of the field. So I think if the Rams do get close, they'll get there. I think they kind of get a back that backdoor touchdown to cover here and make it a six point game. The Chargers will have to, you don't have us holding our breaths when the Rams score with like 24 seconds to go. And then the Chargers have to recover an onside kick to fully win the game. Right. And we haven't seen that go wrong for them this year. Oh, wait, thank you, Nick Neiman, because it would have been a disaster <laughs> had you not been around. So I think the Chargers find a way to pull this one off. I hope so. I'm going yeah. to be at the game. So it would be nice if the first Chargers game I've gone to, and I think five years, if they could not just, uh, you know, totally blow it. Go bug Daniel at the game. Make sure to look for the big <laughs> red beard. Yeah, no, I'm taking my dad's taking me up there. I'm excited to go with my dad. Obviously, one of the reasons I got into football to begin with, but. Hoping to, you know, go take him to Thunder Alley and show him a good time. I still haven't got yes. my parking pass figured out. So if anyone has a parking pass for sale, hit me up at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter because I have not figured that part out yet. But hopefully I get to see everybody, you know, and yeah, for sure. Come say hi. I don't remember what our seat numbers are, but I'll put it out there on the day. of, And I'm excited to see everybody. That being said, the postgame show will be out a little bit later on Sunday, considering I'll be in Los Angeles and I live in San Diego. So it's going to yeah. take me a little time to get home, get back to my equipment and things. But we will still try to do a live show. On Sunday, hopefully the Chargers get into 10 wins, surpassing what they did in 2021, right? And being one game closer, I mean, maybe even putting themselves in the, in the five seat after this week. That would that's be nice. all on the table right now. And one more game against the Broncos to potentially, you know, not only make the playoffs, but finish 11 and six on the season. Something even without the injuries, I think we would have probably taken at the beginning of the year and signed up yeah. for that. So super excited about it to make sure you guys don't miss that post game show, though, and everything we're putting out. You can follow us on our social media on me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports or you get the show's Twitter at Locked on LAC. And David Drogmeyer's DMs are always open. You can hit up him for my parking pass as well, too, because he loves people DMing him. And you can hit him up at Drotalk SD on Twitter. Make sure you never miss the show by also subscribing to our Locked on Chargers YouTube channel. If you're on here right now, make sure to go hit that subscribe button. If you like the video, go ahead and hit the like video as well. And you can also find us on our podcast wherever you get your podcast from for free and available every day. You can also make sure you can hit us up on our Instagram at Locked on Chargers and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to call in and get your questions on the show, we'll probably get back to our Chargers mailbag last week. Next week, since we'll have a full regular week next week, you can hit us up at 323-524-7924 and send your questions in as the Chargers head into the playoffs. But Big game on Sunday, the battle for L.A. Chargers should show the Rams why they're the little brother, at least in 2022 this year. The Chargers are the better team. They should be able to handle business 
doesn't always work out that way, but it would be nice to see another success stacking up before the Chargers try to make a playoff run here. And most importantly, let's see Joey Bosa. I mean, I wore the bear shirt today. I want to see Joey Bosa on the field. I want to see the shrug. I want to see the whole thing. So hopefully I get to see Joey Bosa back in action in my first football game in five years. But that's going to do it for us today, guys. We'll be back with you on Sunday night for the post-game show. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.